Org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SWAT radio program here on Tuesday. I guess it is May 23rd. I'm David Gray along with Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is out today, and we are happy to be with you. As always here on SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And uh, we are always happy to take your calls at 844-777-7928. As we continue this week, uh, what Brad and Doug started yesterday, which is a flyover (laughs) (laughs) of the long study that we did in the Book of Acts. A legitimate flyover. legitimate flyover. Yeah, uh, uh, Doug and I uh, tackled uh, Acts chapter 1 through 7 yesterday. You and I, <clears throat> well, uh, I, I don't know if, well, uh, I know I love the scripture. It says uh, all things are possible. <laughs> uh, we're going to try and cover chapter 8 through, what is it? 15 or 16? 15 or 16? Yeah. yeah, good luck with that one. Yep. Well, um, after... after uh, Doug, take up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, after a two-year study of Acts, going through uh, 8 to 16 and... Uh, 45 minutes or so is a challenge, but, uh, but, but, but because it is a long study and obviously it's been a while since we've been in those mm-hmm. chapters, I think it's, it is helpful to do a <clears throat> review and an overview just to wrap things up. Well, no question. I, I'm so thankful that you and I, I was just saying <clears throat> you and I do every Friday together and we enjoy each other's company. We enjoy kind of working through the scriptures. Just, there's a lot to try to work through today <clears throat> uh, we're going to do our best but um uh just good to be in studio and doug if you're wondering where's doug <clears throat> because doug uh doug taught over on the west side which is a study he and i've been teaching for a long time and then and he he was losing his voice yesterday i don't yeah. know if you heard him but <clears throat> and uh he that that was a result of the teaching that he did this weekend up in pittsburgh so I thought when when you said you were coming in, I thought, oh, well, Doug must not be feeling right, well. Right. Uh, but little did I know, he is down in Orlando at the uh, National uh, National Religious Broadcasters Meeting. Mm-hmm. So, yep. <clears throat> just said, sent us a picture yeah, of that was, who is. I'm trying to remember. She well, I forget Ethan, the act. Yeah, right? Eden or is, Eden. I'm Eden sorry. plays Eden. Peter's <clears throat> wife in The Chosen. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I don't know that her name specifically. I don't think it's mentioned in scripture, right? But, but it is a character from the chosen, and she's a pretty prominent character, mm-hmm. and uh, does a great <coughs> job with that role. But it's interesting that that you mentioned that that's where Doug is at the at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. I I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but I was looking at an article um, about Franklin Graham's speech. You sent that. I hadn't yeah. had a chance to look and, at it. And I just thought it was worth talking about and, and, and reading a few of his quotes because they parallel so much what we've talked about mm-hmm. in here um, over the past, you know, well, the really the whole time SWAT radio has been on the air, but especially right. the last couple of years, given some of the things that have uh, been going on in the culture. But he, he was speaking to this National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and the article says he minced, this is again Franklin Graham, head of Samaritan's Purse, son mm. of Billy Graham, head of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It says he minced no words regarding faith in today's society. He told all those gathered 
there's a storm coming. I would say maybe it's here, right? And we've all got to be prepared. He said, every demon from hell has been turned loose in our culture today. The world has deteriorated so quickly. We cannot be deceived and we can't be fooled. We need to get ready and be prepared. Um, And then I think more importantly, uh, later on, he talked about... um, he talked about um, we what we're living in a cancel culture and big corporations want to destroy Christian organizations. They want us to shut our mouths. They don't want to hear from us. Uh, Graham urged Christian organizations to prepare to defend themselves against the growing cancel culture in business, insurance, banking, and technology, and challenged them to continue sharing the hope of Jesus Christ in the face of increasingly difficult circumstances. <coughs> And then I, I think this is what hit me the most in terms of what we've been, it's, it's similarity to what we've been talking about. Noting that if one, quote, doesn't talk about sin or preach the gospel, then that person doesn't have anything to worry about in society. But if you're going to try to proclaim the gospel, they're going to try to shut you up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought that was, that was really good. And well, said, and that's, that's uh, true. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I mentioned this yesterday. And I have over the last few weeks uh, when I've had the opportunity not to get behind the mic, more to get behind the Bible and, and preach or teach, is that, uh, yeah, we live in a canceled culture right now. <clears throat> and uh, it seems to be, and and here's the thing, we haven't been canceled as the church. We that. have not been canceled. Yeah. We have not been silenced. No, we've done that ourselves. Yeah. And, well, and I'm not obviously that's a broad statement but the reality is we are not uh, we are the silent majority <laughs> yep. and we don't need to be silent i, I just came from our uh, our uh, christian chamber meeting luncheon today and uh just we don't get into a lot of into the weeds of what's happening in the culture but the reality is that uh, god has given us a voice he's given us lungs he's given us uh his word and uh, as christians as the bride of christ uh we are to be getting prepared for that wedding mm-hmm. for that you know for that banquet <clears throat> and that entails uh knowing his word and declaring his word and living according to his word and yet in our culture it seems to be we're more controlled by fear, not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And and guilty, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sitting here going, wow, I do it every opportunity right. I get. Right. There are many times yep. where I you know, regret that I didn't speak into that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, and maybe some of you who are listening see what's going on in the culture, and there's an anger uh, that exists. And, and by the way, uh, Trump, DeSantis, uh, name your politician, they're not going to fix this. Yeah. Um, in fact, I mean, yes, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for our government leaders and officials. But they can't fix this. Uh, this, is, this is the role of the church. Yeah. We're to speak into the culture. Yep. And just to finish this off, and it's very much in line with what you're saying, you know, Graham said that today <clears throat> the— LGBTQ agenda is leading the charge culturally. And the Bible talks about that, that not only will people, will people openly do things that are opposed to what God says is right or wrong, but opposed Mm -hmm. to what God says Mm -hmm. is right. Others will give approval 
to that. <clears throat> and boy, do we see that today, Oof. right? We see yeah. that all over the place. And and by the way, it's not just this. You can plug in any number of lifestyles or, or, or sins, if you will, that are going on in the world today. But Franklin Graham said, and I hope, again, this echoes what we've talked about. I love them enough to try to warn them that this way of life is sin. He added, the gospel says this is sin and noted that many today want to soft pedal any message of salvation in order to be friendlier to all groups, not for hurt, hurt, hurting feelings or making waves. And then he fi- he ended it with just tell it the way it is. And I thought, boy, that's, <clears throat> you know, and, and, and that's what somehow we want to try to get through to people is that we've said this many times in this studio Christians get accused of being haters and, and you can put any word in front of the word phobe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? F H O B E. And that's what the narrative is. If we speak and relay what God says in his holy word, if we promote God's truth, then we are labeled as haters. And somehow it's, and, and you know what? We're never going to change that with a lot of people. But right. but we might change it with some people, yeah. and yep. that's the goal: is to make, is to hope and pray that people will understand that speaking the truth is not hateful. That's right. Speaking I know you and the I, truth is loving. I shared a post uh, not too long ago. In fact, I think you were on the air with me uh, that my wife had posted. My mm-hmm. wife does a lot of writing. I wanted to share what she said yesterday. This was from her post, and again, this is this is not me. This is my wife. Of course, I I. I shared it, but I want to share it here on the air. It says this, I have been thinking about love a lot lately. I believe there is a subtle lie out there related to love, and I believe that lie is confusing and silencing a lot of people. The lie is that you must love all things equally. That is just not true. Uh, Love occasionally requires prioritizing. You can love your family, and you can love to play golf, but one of those things ends up winning the priority game. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, it is your family. So what does that have to do with anything? Well, the world is shouting at us and telling us that if we don't embrace certain things, uh, we could inject a few things in there, we are hateful and not loving. Again, a lie. When it comes to gender ideology, the voices seem to be very loud right now. If I, for instance, prioritize biological females in sports, I'm labeled a TERF, T-E-R-F. It stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Again, this is my wife writing. Can we talk about how hysterically inaccurate that is? She says, I was a stay-at-home homeschool mom for 26 years. Clearly, I have radical feminists written all over me. Yeah, yeah, nope. <laughs> I just believe that loving well means protecting women. I also believe that loving well means protecting children from all kinds of harm. So standing in opposition to something or standing for something doesn't necessarily make one hateful. Our stances are sometimes just a loving expression of our highest priorities. Mm-hmm. Choose to stand with women and for children. Cho- choosing, excuse me. Choosing to stand with women and for children doesn't mean you hate anyone or wish ill on them. It just means you are prioritizing them. I wish all people health, wholeness, and happiness. 
If you ever want to talk about where to find those things, message me. Hint, it isn't found naturally in you, and it is so much bigger than your natural inclinations. Mm. Peace. Very good. That's really You know, good. and I, I think that's, that's true. I mean, I think we can disagree. We can agree to disagree. That doesn't mean I hate you. Right. <laughs> I mean, think of all the things we might disagree over. It's okay. If my kid wants to drink beer when he's 14 and I say, no, that's wrong, am I being unloving? Hmm. Now, that's a little more of an extreme, you know, some people pick apart that analogy. Or, or, or if we take. As long some, as it's not Bud Light. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bada boom. Good one. Uh, or, or we could take any other sin mm-hmm. that, that, that God says is sin. Um, stealing yeah. is sinful. <clears throat> the Bible says thou shalt not steal. If we, if we oppose stealing and we, and we stand up for honesty, <laughs> yeah. are we being hateful towards somebody who steals? But, but the problem is people don't see those two things right. the same way as <clears throat> sinful <clears throat> behavior. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And they'll say about stealing, well, that harms somebody else. Yeah. But this doesn't, you know, transgenderism or whatever it is doesn't harm anybody. Well, mm. of course it does. Right. And, 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 the, but that's the argument against it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, we're going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Give us a call at 844 777 7928 if you have a question or comment. And we will be right back after this short break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. God, the God of all? This is Ken Ham, a publisher of the award-winning family magazine called Answers. Last week, we looked at how many Christians have a customized worldview, made up of a little of this and that. And this week, we're examining a recent study on the state of theology. This study found that over half of evangelicals believe God accepts the worship of all religion. But is that true? No. God's Word has told us there's only one way to God the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. 
Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Salvation is found in no one else. Everyone worships something or someone, but those who will have their worship accepted by God are those who truly worship the one true God through His Son, Jesus. Find resources to equip your whole family with answers at AnswersRadio.com. Discover how to think according to God's Word when you visit our website at AnswersRadio.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Augustine at 91.9. Back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is off today and will be back tomorrow with uh, his guest, although I don't know who the guest is. I don't either. Maybe, if Doug, if you're listening, you can text us who <laughs> the guest is He may call in tomorrow. during our last segment. He may. You know? Yeah, he may call in as Frank from Palatka or something <laughs> like that. But uh, anyway, give us a call at 844-777-7928. And as is our custom, we've been talking about some issues in the culture and our biblical response uh, to those issues um, in the first segment. And now, uh, as Brad and Doug were doing yesterday, we want to kind of dive back into an overview of the book of Acts. I know, Doug, uh, Brad, you and Doug talked about uh, Acts 1 through 7 yesterday, mm-hmm. and we were going to... Well, and to- let me just, uh, you know, I think one of the pivotal, every every word in God's word is God's word. So, I'm not necessarily highlighting certain ones, but I want to point out one in particular, looking at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where it says, but you will receive power. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, in a sense, what we read from that point on is that and Doug and I kind of covered verses chapters one through seven I came across this and I just I wanted to read it real quick um, because I think it it highlights how important it is as believers that we are filled with God's spirit and as we yield to the spirit of God great things can happen uh, not without some persecution, as we have already seen and we will see as we, as you said, uh, do a flyover. But I thought this was interesting. It says the disciples did not expect Jesus to rise from the dead. Jesus had told them over and over that he would die and three days later rise from the grave, but they did not understand him. Once Jesus died, the disciples uh, were 11 fearful men hiding and running for their lives. Their leader was dead, and their dreams were shattered. Yet, within several weeks after the resurrection, this same group became bold, courageous, and visionary. So what caused such a great change? It was not because they had seen an empty tomb. It was because they had seen Christ alive from the dead. What would the disciples have to gain by fabricating a story about Christ's resurrection? prestige, wealth, power, position. Uh, 
Let me tell you what they gained. All but one died martyrs' deaths. Some were decapitated, some were crucified, some were stoned to death and beaten to death, all because they claimed Jesus was alive and offers forgiveness of sins and eternal life. In fact, here's a list of what the 11 apostles and early Christian leaders gained by holding on to the declaration that Christ is risen. Andrew, he was crucified on a cross. Barnabas was stoned to death by the Jews. Bartholomew, beaten to death with clubs. James, half-brother of Jesus, was stoned to death. James the Lesser, thrown by a pinnacle of the temple and beaten. Jude was crucified. Matthew was killed by a sword. Peter scourged and crucified upside down. Matthias stoned and beheaded. Philip scourged and crucified. Simon crucified. Thomas thrust through with a spear. James, son of Zebedee, killed by the sword. Thaddeus killed by arrows. Paul beheaded. Luke hanged on an olive tree. Mark burned to death. That's just a few. Mm. If this story of the resurrection were a lie, that would have known that they would have known it was a lie. Mm. For them to live a lie is certainly inconsistent with what we know about their moral lives. Right. It made me think about David what we were kind of talking about in that first segment is we are fearful. We are like the disciples were before the Holy Spirit came upon them. Mm. We claim to be Christians. We claim to have the Holy Spirit inside of us, but we're living in fear. Yeah. Now, I don't know anybody personally uh, other than uh, you know um, um, our friends from India who have experienced serious persecution. But among our circle of friends, you and I, neither one of us know anybody who's been persecuted. Not physically persecuted, right? Right. I mean, we may, somebody may, may make fun of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody may make a comment on Facebook or right. social media. Right. But come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And I think as we begin here in chapter eight, we begin to see what happened. I mean, we ended yesterday with looking at Stephen who was stoned in chapter 7. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you and I are going to be able to cover all the ground that needs to be covered. But I made the point that uh, here is Stephen, verse uh, 58. <clears throat> it says in, in chapter 7, verse 58, Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now, chapter 8. Boy, does that sound like Jesus, too. Doesn't it? Unbelievable how much that sounds like Jesus. And, I mean, are those lips on my mouth? I mean, are are, are those words on my lips? Yeah. Boy, no. Well, all I would say is that there's that old story I've told it, I think, before, you know, that I love the story of Corey Tenboom, oh, uh, so the good. hiding place and a you know, family that was basically put into concentration camps by the Nazis for, for hiding Jews. Right. And um, <clears throat> Corey Tenboom uses the analogy or her father used the analogy that when she was a little girl and they would take the train she would always bug her father about the ticket and and her father would say when do you, when do i give you the ticket when and she would say when i need it right when we're getting on the train so and good. 
And I and I think I agree with you. I think we should examine ourselves. I see something like that, and I think would I do that? Mm. My prayer is that God would give me yeah. the faith and the grace yeah. and the strength to do that at the moment that yeah. it's needed. Well, because I'm to, not sure. I, I I definitely don't have it in myself. Well, sure. I was going to say to 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 my wife's point in her her post is that you don't have that naturally within you. Yeah, you do through the Holy Spirit right. have that and. Right. You know, the reality, if you look at Acts chapter 8, in fact, the first eight verses, uh, you know, if if we're going to follow Jesus as part of his family, you will be persecuted. Uh, There's going to be opposition. Mm -hmm. And by the way, persecution throughout history has been good for the church. Now, I don't want persecution. I know you don't. I I don't think it means we should seek it. No, absolutely not. It means we should expect it. Expect it, exactly. Not only will you be persecuted, you will proclaim Jesus as Messiah and his word. It's it's not only an opposition, but it's also an opportunity. And you, you you and I have spoken about this over the years. Doug and I have talked about it, that oftentimes those oppositions really become opportunities for the gospel, for the preaching of his word. And uh, anyway, uh, you know, as you, you go on through uh, Acts chapter 8, of course, one of one of my favorite parts of Acts chapter 8 is the uh, conversion of the Ethiopian eunuch. Isn't that? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And I think about how, I don't know, that's just kind of my own, that's my chapter 8. You know, there's a lot in chapter right, 8, sure. but that's one of the things that really... Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He sees a puddle of water basically and says, is there any reason I wouldn't get baptized yeah. right here? Yeah. We talked about during that time, uh, John MacArthur and others talking about divine opportunities that yes. we can ignore them or we can obey them. And the question is, are we watching for them? Right. Are we watching for them? But you're right in that section, you know, God calling his people, right. Yeah. To, to, to listen or Shema in the Hebrew, Shema and obey his leading. Uh, Philip did that. Philip ran uh, to the to the eunuch um, uh, to know his word and be ready to share the good news, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to encourage others to obey God's commands. Um, and, and we've talked about that so many times. We have to know the word in, in order to be able to share it and share it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this passage about the eunuch is just oh, such a such an example I, I of love that it. and so cool and 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 the fact that you, you know the eunuch this guy definitely um is such a uh appealing character mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because he wants to know yeah, yeah. he wants to but, know but you know philip obviously is told <laughs> to go meet the eunuch and i mean that had to be a a pretty interesting interaction hmm. an interesting engagement right and doug kind of covered this through that section in verses 9 through 11 well actually the the whole the whole section there 9 through the end of the chapter is that we're going to experience some false converts uh as we uh and and i think this is a a warning if you will that false converts typically care more about pursuing their own personal glory than god's glory yeah and this is this specifically in this chapter relates to simon the magician so exactly no that's exactly right because that's you know i I was talking about the eunuch but simon comes before that but 
uh, th- those false converts tend to follow the ways of the world rather than the ways of God. D- David, I'm, I'm shocked at some of the things I'm reading from people who say they know Christ. I'm like, that's not the Christ right. I know. Right. And then the other thing is, you know, like Simon, he was seeking fame and influence rather than a renewed heart. Yeah. Uh, I think of the psalm that says, renew in me a, a right spirit. Uh, give me a clean heart, O oh God. Yeah. And then uh, avoiding, we, you know, false converts tend to avoid painful consequences than following Jesus and knowing God. Yep. And man, we could just camp out right there. I, 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 <laughs> well, maybe when we get back, we can talk about the marks of the true, exactly. true conversion as shown in the, in the Ethiopian yes, eunuch. Yes, let's do that. So we're going to take a break at the bottom of the hour for the news. Uh, call us at 844-777-7928, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio. And so somebody's got to take the initiative, humble themselves and say, well, can we talk about this? You know, or I, I really am at fault as well, whatever that might be. Uh-huh. David Gudgel on Focus on the Family Minute. Secondly, valuing your roommate enough that you would actually work the problem, work with the problem, work through the problem even better and uh, have a conversation. We talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant's there. Everybody sees it. Everybody's tiptoeing around it. But you really just got to take some time. You got to talk about it. And obviously in Philippians 2, it talks about considering others' interests is more important than yourself. And that's a key area as well. Mm-hmm. What way can you be a part of showing that you value them by how you handle the circumstance? More at familyminute.org. There's some delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound between Bay Meadows Road and Southside Boulevard. Also, there's an accident on I-10 eastbound at Stockton Street. And there's a broken down vehicle on the West Beltway, 295 southbound near Old St. Augustine Road. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 68. Wednesday, more clouds and a chance of storms, high 76. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you are with us as we continue to do uh, an overview of our study of Acts, and we are looking today at chapters 8 through hopefully about 15 or 16, and we just were in chapter not, uh, chapter 8 um, and kind of finishing up with chapter 8 and the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch and talking a little, started to talk a little bit about the difference between false converts as evidenced by Simon the magician in, in Acts 8, who was in it more for the money <laughs> yeah. uh, and the fame, um, versus the Ethiopian eunuch to whom Philip ministered and who Philip explained the scriptures to, explained how the scriptures were talking about Jesus, how Jesus fulfilled them. The eunuch says, here's some water, let me get baptized. And then a really cool part, (laughs) Philip Philip just gets whisked away 
by the spirit. Poof. Yep. He's gone. He he was beamed up. Yeah. The first yeah. the first uh, beaming <clears throat> up. Uh, and then we come to chapter nine, which is the conversion of Saul, and certainly we continue in this account of the conversion of Saul, who became Paul. Um, what a true regenerated heart a true conversion looks like. Yeah, and I mean we're gonna talk about flyby, flyover, thinking of Maverick and Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, flyby. <laughs> we may break a sound barrier here as we move through this, but you know, a a, a true conversion that God calls his children to a divine invitation i mean look at the story of paul he's knocked off his horse Uh, you know so many people want to argue about god's elect god's chosen well hey we know paul wasn't looking for god no there are no seekers by the way no uh you know that and paul writes about that he quotes the old testament when he says there is no one who seeks god no one who understands that's right yeah. No one, everybody's throat is an open grave. Basically, everybody is yeah. doing their own thing. Nobody is seeking after God. Yeah. So but it's fortunately, a, it, God is seeking after us. Exactly. So it's a, it's a divine invitation. It's it, it's it displays the sovereignty of God. It's a divine mercy. Uh, th- there is a response that we have, a responsibility, a surrendering and a submission to Him. You know, all this you you see throughout Acts chapter 9. There's a divine relationship, uh, man's transformation, a communing with God through Christ, and we are birthed, if you will, into a divine family. So it's it's a divine invitation, a divine mercy, a divine relationship, and a divine family. Yeah. And and the the marks of, of a true conversion. And Saul is humility. Uh, it's dependence. It, it's it's a heart change, you know, and it, that should lead us to seek the Lord. Right. You know, one of the things it seems like when we engage with people, I want to know how are they growing. That's why you and I do our Friday deal. Is we're not just here to speak the word, teach the word, but we want the word to transform us. Yeah. And no one. No one other than Christ is more influential to the church than Paul, yep. who That's was right. transformed uh, by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and, and let's be clear, you know, Doug has talked about this many times. You and I have talked about this. When that regeneration happens, it doesn't mean that we are perfected. We, we, we don't all of a sudden become sinless. We don't all of a sudden not have any struggles. In fact, in a lot of ways, we have more struggles. I was going to say, yeah, because um, we're more aware of some absolutely. of our depravity. We're aware of our sin, whereas I think you know, I have a friend years ago who talked about, you know, hearing Christian testimonies, and he said, you know, most testimonies it seems like I hear, and he wasn't getting down on people or, or saying this wasn't true, but, you know, you hear of somebody who was, they say that their life was just a mess, and then this happened, and, and everything's <laughs> kind of was great. He said, Life became a lot harder for me when I became a believer, and, mm. I, and I know what he means. And again, that's sure. not to say that those other testimonies aren't true. But and of course, life is great in the sense of a deep, abiding assurance and joy and understanding of who we are and who we belong to and where yep. we're going and all of that. But to your point, now the struggle begins because you know when people who aren't believers talk about being free. They're not really free. 
Right. They can only do one thing, and that is sin. They cannot please God. Mm-hmm. We, as believers, now have a choice. That's what This is what sanctification is. Regeneration is totally of God, what we just exactly. talked about. That's election. Yep. That is 100% God. It is a an act of God that regenerates our heart and changes us and justifies us, yeah. declares us yeah. not guilty. Yeah. Sanctification is our lifelong <laughs> cooperation <clears throat> with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, who it is, goes to what Doug was talking about yesterday, is kingship, mm, that he is yeah, king. Right, and we are his subjects. That's Absolutely. Right. And um, But we can <clears throat> choose... In our, as a believer, we we now know the difference yeah. between right yeah. and wrong, and sometimes yeah. we do still sin and make the wrong mm. choices. And so, this idea of a true conversion, you know, just want to make sure that nobody has the idea that oh, you're maybe I'm not really converted because I sinned. Well, let me let me just throw this out there, and this kind of goes to what Doug was actually teaching in that section is that as we follow Christ and are baptized in the Holy Spirit that we have we're actually called to a to live out a new mission. You know, you think about your life before Christ, your life after Christ. Mm-hmm. You should have a new mission. Absolutely. Uh, you, a new direction. You should have Absolutely. a new message, you should have a new mission, you should have a new message, you should have a new power and you should have a new master. Mm. And that should is that is not reflected in a perfect life. It's like we always say, it's, it's not about perfection, it's about direction. That's right. Am I moving toward that? Is my life, I always say, is my life different today than it was a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I hope it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, It's slow, yeah. it's steady, You know, but I am being renewed. My yeah. life is being sanctified. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that the whole idea of a personal relationship with the God of the universe is going to be displayed in how you live your life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, the, a, and a mark of true conversion also is when when you belong to Him, and you're sinning, and you've got a you know the Bible refers to a besetting sin, right? And we mm-hmm. all struggle. You know, various things grab. Everybody gets grabbed by different <clears> things, right? Even though there's all there's nothing under the sun that's not common to men, but everybody gets grabbed by different things. God will not let you stay in that yeah, if you belong right. to him. That's right. And you may try. Yeah. I have a friend who says, yeah, I needed to do further research, you know, in, in, <laughs> in that particular area. And, and you'll try. But the sin that whatever enjoyment that it brought at one point mm-hmm. in your life, it will not continue to bring that <clears throat> if you belong to yeah. God. And he will move you away from that. And, uh, you know, that's another program I know. Uh, we I've always to told, talk about that someday. But I've always told my children that if you're his, he's not going to let you wallow and live in sin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, either you're going to humble yourself or he's going to humble you. Right, right. So, yeah. And hopefully when he humbles you, then you learn how to humble yourself. <laughs> Well, a little it, bit better. I've been there. Yeah, I, in both camps. I have uh, been humbled, yep. and I've had to humble me, myself. Me too. And, me uh, too. But, you know, he, he, we, there's this call uh, to not to be passive, you know, that we're to be active. Back, You know, again, I, I think we're speaking about the culture earlier today, is that do we see the cultural decay as an opportunity to speak into it, to be active? We're, we're to be ambassadors. No, as Doug said, we're not we're ambassadors, not emperors. Mm, yep. <laughs> we're to be approachable, available, not isolated. And yet 
boy, we, we it's easy to be isolated yeah. in our world today. Let, let's uh, talk about that just for a second. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, you're good. Think about, think about how approachable Jesus was. Oh. A, a word that doesn't get used in our culture very often anymore is winsome. Mm-hmm. The word winsome, mm-hmm. and, and I don't have the dictionary definition in front of me, but it's this idea of there's an attractive quality and, and an equality that draws people yeah. uh, to to you. And, uh, and <clears throat> Jesus was winsome. And uh, now he was angry in some instances, and he was angry with the leaders, and but with the with the people, mm. he was winsome and he was approachable. Uh, you think of all the instances where the disciples wanted to <clears throat> put people off and put them away, put the children right. off, right. and Jesus said, "No, don't right. do that." And how yeah. He made Himself available. I think that's yeah. one of the things uh, the chosen does so well. It's it, exactly yeah, what I was thinking. It about. portrays. It gives you that real sense of Jesus as being approachable. Yeah. And are we that way? Are we approachable so people feel like they can talk to yeah, us? Absolutely. And 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 I, it's so funny you brought up the chosen because that's. Exactly how they portrayed Jesus. Winsome, a great, great word. I think of the fact that he was a friend to sinners. He was yes. a friend to sinners. How many of us are friends with sinners? Now, mm. <laughs> sorry, Dave, I'm a friend of yours. You're <laughs> a friend you're, of mine. <laughs> and you're a friend of a sinner, that's for sure. Well, I, I think it's so being approachable, being available, don't isolate yourself. Uh, you know, Peter rose and went, you know, as we looked at the, Philip went to the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, you know, we're to be authenticated, not exposed. True disciples of Jesus, not false teachers. We are not to compromise. We're to speak the word, speak it boldly, but speak it with compassion and grace. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Well, we are going to take our last break. As always, the fastest hour in radio <laughs> continues to fly by, but we're going to take our last break. Here on SWAT Radio, we're going to come back and try to get through a little bit more of our overview here. Uh, moving on to chapters 10, 11, and 12, hopefully, and uh, we might not get past that, but uh, we'll suffer the wrath of Doug for not making it through. Uh, but anyway, we will be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. I'm Todd Morris for Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. State-sanctioned killing surge in Iran, 16 took place on Thursday alone. According to the National Council of Resistance in Iran, there have been at least 112 executions in the last four weeks. International Media Ministries uses media to shine the light of Christ into the world's darkest places. They're about to launch a social media piece about Esther and Farsi, the national language of Iran. Pray that this video helps truth seekers learn about God's word in Jesus. A recent training event in the United States equipped veterans to serve in the local church. The Warriors Set Free, a division of Set Free Ministries, helps veterans build their faith, heal from the past, and win life's battles. Sixteen veterans came together from different service branches for the first weekend event at Warriors Set Free Georgia. While fellowship is a good thing, the goal of these retreats is to equip believers to serve. Mission Network News is a service of One Way Ministries. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Argyle at 91.7. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, and we are in the midst of uh, doing a very brief overview of uh, some <laughs> chapters in the middle of the book of Acts. Uh, but before we continue in that, I believe that we have got a caller. And Herman, uh, what can we do for you? Nice to have you on SWAT Radio. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Always a joy to hear you guys on. You're having way too much fun <laughs> doing something awesome. We do have fun. <laughs> where, are you, where are you listening? Where are you calling from? Where are you calling from, Herman? This is... Virginia Beach, Virginia, oh. uh, 100.1, The Light. The Lighthouse, right. Yes. I, yeah. I'm on with you. Yes, absolutely. I'm on with you guys all the time. Yep. And I just wanted to chime in on something that you said today. Um, and it's a scripture that I use to keep myself grounded and uh, to, 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 to help me to memorize myself that I'm in a sin-cursed earth and that I do not have my glorified body yet. So we have... The world, our flesh, and Satan pulling against us, everyone who's in the faith. This is the scripture I use to keep myself grounded. I just want to share it with you guys and all my other brothers and sisters and teenagers that are fighting to stay clean, that are fighting uh, to be a light. And for such a time as this, there's so much on the line. Um, you know, wasting, wasting time is not the thing we need to do now. So it's in Colossians, uh, the third chapter, and it's verse 25. And it reads, But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Mm. And it resonates so well with me because we see so many people that have had great testimonies only to give in with victory and get settled and comfortable with victory 
and not realizing that God's not going to make any deal with us, no matter how successful we've been in ministry, uh, no long, no matter how long we've been alike, no matter how many's been saved, no matter how big the church is, if for any reason <clears throat> we forget that a man after God's own heart, which was David, and we see how powerful he was, and he's the only one that God mentions as a man after God's own heart, we see his adjustment and how he gave in, and we saw how he paid, that God would have to apologize to David if he didn't deal with any of us when we uh, deviate and not be the light and, and get away from our base with being the light. And, and we will not be perfect, but I can tell you, uh, there's no smorgasbord of sin that we go out choosing. We need to be fighting, and we need to be trying to be the light and the salt that we need doing it, especially during a time as this. And this is the scripture that I use. I just read it out loud and say, Herman, you're not going to get away if you deviate. Yeah, a- <laughs> and amen. And I just want to encourage any other believers. Amen. Herman, thank you so much for the call. Thank you for that verse, Colossians 3, 25. It's the last verse of chapter 3. In fact, Herman, my wife and I are in the process of memorizing uh, that entire chapter. I haven't gotten to that verse. I'm through about 14 verses, but uh, I'm jumping ahead because I think that is such an important verse to remember. Again, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Isn't that the truth? I mean, we serve a God who's not partial, and and I am not him. (laughs) Good good, good reminder, as much as I'd like to you know, put a hammer on some people, you know, I, I need to, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, mm. you know. Yeah. So, Herman, Amen. Herman, Amen, I know brother. you're a longtime listener, faithful man. Uh, we appreciate you, brother. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you guys. Thanks, Love Herman. You. All right. Bye-bye. Good, good, good word there. And, uh, yeah, Herman, he has been so faithful over the years. He calls every once in a while. We get to chat, chat yeah. it up. Really, really uh, solid uh, advice there, too, and really uh, – solid reminder of what scripture says yep absolutely well we're looking and again total flyby uh i don't know if tomorrow doug will get into it um but in acts chapter 10 uh verses 1 through 33 was kind of the text that doug had taught from when he did that verse but just talking about that in every salvation experience is that god works through a divinely orchestrated plan now nobody uh, I'm certain Paul, I'm certain the apostles, I'm certain those Christians in that community uh, on the road to Damascus. I mean, I think of the times when they were like, wait a minute, Paul? Yeah. The, 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 I mean, excuse me, Saul? Yep. He's he's persecuting the church. Right. This isn't necessarily what we would plan. Right. But it is a divinely orchestrated plan. And just quickly to remind everyone what's in chapter 10, this is Peter's vision Yep. of the unclean animals yep. being let down in the sheet. And it's also the story of Peter and Cornelius yes. and going to the Gentiles. Peter, Peter, we forget, Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles, right. but Peter did go uh, to the first Gentile converts, which was Cornelius and his family. Yes, so, Anyway, absolutely. sorry to no, interrupt, but no, just wanted to remind everyone that that's what's in this chapter 10. Yeah, and it is so important. And I think as you look at... Uh, this divinely orchestrated plan, we, it's also a divinely, or, it's typically, well, always uh, conversions, salvation experiences come as a result of d- a divine ordained priest. Right. Think about your own salvation. Somebody, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Right. And so it, it requires God's word being taught 
preached. Yeah. That's what Peter and, did here. Yeah, and uh, Doug talks a lot about it. First uh, Peter two nine. We are a royal priesthood. That's you and I. Mm. And uh, but it's also a divine opportunity to profess to profess Christ. It's an obedience. Uh, boy, you think of uh, uh, Peter. His the obedience that Peter had to go, you know, to the gentiles uh, anyway uh it's uh, also a divinely observable presence uh verse 33 in the presence of god you see ephesians two eighteen. we we both have access through one spirit to the father um so anyway i think there's there's a lot to cover i i boy there's not a chapter in here that i wouldn't say hey go read that chapter go study that chapter because we're just skimming the surface yep yep well this chapter i think I, I love this chapter about peter with cornelius and the yeah and the and the the faith of cornelius and it's another example as we've talked about recently there's not one bad report about a centurion in scripture and cornelius is one of them good point and and i think we counted uh, that yeah. day I, I had it there were seven and and the scriptures clearly make a point to use these centurions and to and to show for whatever reason uh maybe because they were um like like the one centurion says to jesus i'm a man under command exactly and under authority and i have other people that i right yeah. right and so he told jesus because i recognize that in you that you're a commander a mm. king just say the word and so again, Cornelius is a uh, Peter and Cornelius, and also for Peter, what a radical change this oh. was for Peter. Yeah, and his his obedience in going and doing what God told him to do, despite his yeah. whole life yeah. being taught to do the opposite in yeah. terms of the Gentiles and unclean food and all of that. Well, in our transformation, I, I can certainly testify to this reality, and I'm sure you can, and those who may be listening, your your transformation is not overnight. <laughs> it. It's going to come by way of certain circumstances yeah. that God's going to produce. He's going to do the producing. We're not producing the right. fruit. He's going to do that. Right. But three things just to kind of close out our time because we're, we're coming to an end. The, the three things that we receive at the moment of salvation. I think this is really important. You know, Paul says, examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. Number one is God's provision of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Listen, if the Holy Spirit is in you, it's going to be evident. Not, it's not perfection. It's direction. It's fruit. Your life should be marked by fruit. You're not saved by that, but your salvation, uh, the, the result of your salvation should be the fruit. Uh, number two is our privilege. It is our privilege now as as his children to make a public confession of our love and our loyalty to christ it's it's kind of what uh, the the ethiopian eunuch did mm. he was immediately obedient yep. to 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 what god's command was and then thirdly it's a passion for fellowship with other believers david i'm, I'm shocked at how many people still three years later after covid are not back fellowshipping mm. in the church right Right. Yeah. I, we talk about that a lot, the need for community and the desire for fellowship. And I've used that example in my own life. There was a time in my life where I would have considered myself a believer and believed that I did belong to God, mm -hmm. but 
I didn't have that desire for fellowship in the in the community of believers like yeah. I do now. Yeah. But that's part of sanctification. It, mm-hmm. what, what you're talking about here, these three things that God gives at the time of salvation, his provision of the Spirit, uh, our privilege to make a public confession, and our passion for fellowship. I would say the, the provision of the Spirit happens right away. Yeah. Our opportunity to make a profession <laughs> typically happens right away. Right. But that doesn't mean that that profession isn't yeah. ongoing. Yeah, and that loyalty will be tested over time. And the passion for fellowship, I think, is something that as we mature in the faith and grow in the faith, that increases. Yeah, amen. So amen. I, I don't know what I would do without the brothers and sisters that I have <laughs> now uh, because it's such a huge part of my life. Yes, absolutely. Thanks to Herman for calling in. Absolutely. David, good to be with yeah, you, brother. Yeah, great to be with you, Brad. Uh, Doug will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll typically as a guest and... Uh, So join him tomorrow, and we will see you again soon here on SWAT Radio.